And we are live. Welcome on in, ladies and gentlemen. Bienvenidos, senores y senores. This is the NAI Ball Podcast. I am your host, as always, Robbie Gutierrez, at RobG1063 on Twitter. This is season six, episode four of the regular season in what in a normal year would typically be episode 13 or 14. This is our first postseason edition of the NAI Ball Podcast. We are super excited to bring this to you. It is our conference tournament preview. So a lot to go over in just not a lot of time, but let's get into it here. So uh, really fortunate that we're able to record this show uh, Friday night, like really late overnight Friday night. McAllen, Texas, where I'm from, where I live, uh, my home just got absolutely blasted. Our whole area did with... Um, just a terrible storm. It, it really resembled hurricane, you know, tropical storm at least, close to hurricane force winds. I don't, I don't remember what a Category One hurricane is up to, but it, it, it could have been in that area. I mean, we had winds up to into the high 80s on Friday night. Overnight, we had hail, we had flooding. Um, you know, the the town is reeling a little bit. My parents are, are picking up stuff. There's debris everywhere. Uh, it's 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 hard to get to work because there's so many stoplights out. So we did not have power. My parents went went longer, but we're very fortunate to uh, get power back. Shout out to AEP. Shout out to my former high school teammate Marshall Miller, who uh, is a lineman for a- AEP, and you know to the linemen out there in in the great state of Texas that that have gotten this done and gotten the Rio Grande Valley back in working order. Almost everybody's had power restored uh, today. When I'm recording this at about seven o'clock on a Monday. So um, excited to be able to get this. It was a quick turnaround because we did not have the prep time as as we would have liked. A lot of these tournaments getting going, getting underway. Some of them, like the GSAC, already underway. So we've really got to got to kind of push this. I was hoping to have this be the first time that we bring uh, Connor and Taylor onto the show, but because of the turnaround time, we just did not have the proper amount of uh, time to to get everybody ready and on the same page. You're stuck with me once again. So let's take a look at what we've got in this episode. It is going to be some host site preview talk as that was released today. We're going to go over the regular season champs. And then I've got conference tournament previews that we need to talk about every single conference. We're not going to get super deep into every single team or else we'd be here for two and a half, three hours. But what we are going to do is we are going to um, talk about who we would pick in every single conference. I'm going to give you Connor and Taylor's picks as well, and their dark horses. And we're going to highlight some players for every single conference as well. So let's kick things off right now. All of your new stat scores and information is available, of course, at NAI Ball on Twitter and Instagram for everything you need from us this postseason. There's no better place to go then at NAI Ball on Twitter for everything you need for the postseason. The host sites have been released today by the league. All opening round tournaments will take place May 15th through 18th. And these opening round sites are as follows. Bellevue will host from Don Roddy Field in Be- Bellevue University is the host there in Bellevue, Nebraska. Also hosting will be Central Methodist University from Fayette, Missouri in Estes Baseball Field. Hosting for what seems like the 90th time in a row here. It seems like they've got a, uh, a opening round tournament every year, at least since I've been doing this. But Cumberland's in Kentucky 
in Williamsburg, Kentucky, will be hosting an opening round tournament. Georgia Gwinnett, GGC, and the Grizzly Baseball Complex in Lawrenceville, Georgia, will be hosting an opening round tournament. Lewis Clark State, Harris Field, the site of the World Series in Lewiston, Idaho, will be hosting an opening round tournament. LSUS Pilot Field in LSU Shreveport in Shreveport, Louisiana, will be hosting an opening round. Taylor University in Winterholder Field in Upland, Indiana, will host an opening round. Visit Kingsport, Hunter Wright Stadium in Kingsport, Tennessee, will, receives an opening round. Westmont at Russell Carr Field in Santa Barbara, California, receives an opening round. And William Carey University from Milton Wheeler Field in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, will host an opening round. The one thing I want you to think, uh, really think of here, I've got no issues with any of these sites. Uh, you know, obviously we know that already coming into the season, LC already automatically qualifies at the beginning of the year uh, to, to be into the opening round. I've got no issues with, with where they selected. Uh, shout out to Connor. I want to say he was 10 for 10 on these. So really what I'm thinking is, where do you send number one Southeastern? And that's something that you got to start thinking about. At this level, it's almost impossible to play bracketology. Almost impossible to play bracketology and say, you know what? This team's going here. This team's going there. You know, there's no regionalized format at this level, like in Division Two, Division Three. It's really hard to do and really hard to guess because you never know what that committee is going to say or do or what ideas they're going to have in that room. Uh, sometimes they're not the best. So what you really got to focus on is, is, you know, thinking about which of these sites hosts one seeds. Bellevue, one seed. GGC, one seed. LSU Shreveport, one seed. If Tennessee Wesleyan goes back to Hunter Wright Stadium in Kingsport, one seed. William Carey is playing like a one seed. Westmont is right on the cusp of being a one seed. UC likely could be a one seed. Just depends overall on how the committee feels. So you've got to think, where do they send Southeastern University? And that's going to be interesting. Just off the top of my head, I'm thinking they could go back to Upland. They could go to Missouri. There are endless possibilities here for Southeastern. Um, but if you notice, of all those teams, Southeastern University, the number one team in the nation, not a host. So if you're hosting a site or you're a fan of one of those sites hosting something to start thinking about is where are the number one fire going and could they be coming to my town just something to think about there want to give a shout out to all of our regular season champions in the american midwest conference it's missouri baptist who went 40 and 5 in the appalachian athletic conference tennessee wesleyan who went 40 and 7 wins their 11th in a row and they're 21st in a row winning some sort of hardware in the conference. In the Cal Pack, it is Ben U. Mesa, who went 40-10. and 10. In the Cascade, Oregon Institute of Technology went 31-17. and 17. Shout out to Jacob Garces and the job he has done there. In the CCAC, St. Francis, Illinois, they have automatically qualified for the national tournament. Their ticket is punched. They are 24-24. and 24. In the Crossroads League, Taylor at 37-13 and 13, wins the Crossroads League. Their ticket to the national tournament is punched. Congratulations to them. In the GSAC, Westmont, 37-8. and eight. They are going to host an opening round. They are in the national tournament one way or another, either via at-large or via the, uh, the automatic qualifier in the GSAC tournament. In the GPAC, Doan has qualified at 37-9 and nine 
as the GPAC champion, their ticket is punched to the national tournament. In the GCAC, Rust won their regular season conference title for the first time. They've had baseball since 2017. Rust finishes the year at 23 and 23 in the regular season. In the heart, Central Methodist will host an opening round as well, and they are the champions of the heart at 33 and 15. In the KCAC, Kansas Wesleyan has punched their ticket to the national tournament. They finish 39 and 11. In the Mid-South, the University of the Cumberlands in Kentucky goes 42 and 6. They will host a national tournament. They are in. Bellevue in the NSAA wins the NSAA in the final weekend with our big series of the week presented by 643 Charts. Bellevue defeated Dakota State three games to one to win the conference. They will host an opening round. They are in. LSU Shreveport will not only host and be the champion of the RRAC, but they are in via the automatic bid as well in the RRAC going 42 and 6. Midway from the River States is in. They are 26 and 20. And they have won by winning the regular season title in that conference. Texas Wesleyan goes 35-12 and and wins the Sooner Athletic Conference. In the Southern States, William Carey goes 39-8. and They will host an opening round, and they are in. Southeastern University finishes the year 47-3. and They are the champion of the Sun Conference. And in the Wolverine Hoosier Athletic Conference for the first time in school history, Concordia Ann Arbor at 43-6 and qualifies for the national tournament. They are in. That is a team who has been on the cusp of making it just to the postseason, and has fallen short a couple of times. This year, though, mission accomplished. They are in and have qualified. So let's take a look at every single conference tournament and what you need to know, and we will start things off with the American Midwest Conference, which is going to take place in O'Fallon, Missouri, May 2nd through the 5th, and the teams are as follows. The number one seed is Missouri Baptist, The number two seed is Columbia. The three seed is William Woods. The four seed is William Baptist. The five seed is Lyon. The six seed is Central Baptist. The seven seed is Hannibal LaGrange. And the eight seed is Harris Stowe State. Some teams and players that you need to keep an eye on. Cole Robinson from Missouri Baptist. uh, Blaine Yarger from Missouri Baptist. Caden Nicoletto from Columbia. Anthony Green from Missouri Baptist. And Ryan Long from William Woods. Let's get into the predictions right here, right now. And when we look at who was predicted by Taylor Thomas, his champion of the AMC is Missouri Baptist. His dark horse is William Woods. For uh, Connor Darnell, his champion is also Missouri Baptist. His dark horse is going to be William Woods. So for myself, I am going to take Missouri Baptist. The easy pick here is Missouri Baptist to win the conference. The hard pick for Dark Horse, really the easy pick is Columbia. Columbia is a really good team. I wouldn't be surprised if they came out and won it. I'm actually going to take Williams Baptist because Williams Baptist competed really well against MoBAP, and and they're the team that I'm going to take as kind of the Dark Horse in this tournament. We move on to the Appalachian Athletic Conference from Kingsport, Tennessee and Hunter Wright Stadium, May uh, 2nd through the 6th. The play-in games are tomorrow. That'll feature point versus Columbia International and St. Andrews versus Milligan. Here's how the pools shake up. The way that the win that the teams win this conference is by winning the pool. Tennessee Wesleyan, Troop McConnell, Union, and uh, St. Andrews versus Milligan winner in pool A. In pool B is Reinhardt, Brian, Montreat, and the winner of Point versus Columbia International. Obviously, pool A, I, I think Tennessee Wesleyan is the team to beat here. And, and really, that's what... Um, Connor Darnell went with also. He's going to pick 
Tennessee Wesley and, and Reinhardt. I like those two choices. I think Reinhardt and Bryant can be interchangeable, but the fact that Reinhardt just beat Bryant in a series uh, is, is kind of giving me the edge there. Uh, Bryant is Connor's dark horse. Bryant will be my dark horse. And then for Taylor Thomas, uh, yeah, he's got Bryant as his dark horse, and his tournament champion is going to be Tennessee Wesleyan. So that's his pick in the Appalachian Athletic Conference. Some players to watch in the AAC include Andrew Johnston from uh, Truett McConnell, Bryce, Bryson Lofton from Bryan, Angel Mendoza from Union, Nash Crowell from Reinhardt, Case uh, Jaworski from Montreat, and Blake Payton from Tennessee Wesleyan. Just a few names there in that conference that you should be looking out for. The Cal Pack is going to take place May 2nd through 5th in Mesa, Arizona. And, of course, we're getting all this information, folks, from the uh, league website. So if some of it's wrong, you know, that's kind of kind of out of our hands. But the number one overall seed in this tournament is going to be Ben Mesa. Westcliff is the 2, Antelope Valley the 3, and Embry-Riddle, Arizona the 4. Some players to watch include Raul Sandoval from Antelope Valley, Dylan Bangs from Ben Mesa, Yuli Duran from Westcliff, and Cole Alther from Embry-Riddle Aeronautical University in Arizona. Taking a look at who the NAI ball team picked to win this, the champion, according to Taylor Thomas, is going to be Benu Mesa. The dark horse is UAV. Connor Darnell in this one went Benu Mesa as well, and the dark horse is UAV. I'm going to go Benu Mesa. Um, I, I think Westcliff had a really great season here. But Ben Mesa, the best team in this conference, I think, easily. Um, I, I definitely do also like UAV as the dark horse in this conference for the Cal Pack. Moving on here to the Cascade Conference from Klamath Falls, Oregon, May 6th through 8th. Oregon Tech is the host. Again, shout out to Jacob Garces for the incredible work that he has done at OIT and the Hustling Owls are the number one overall seed. Canada's team, the University of British Columbia, will be the number two. And then College of Idaho, three. And Lewis Clark State is the four seed in this tournament. Some players to watch from the Cascade League. Obviously, when you talk about this, you got to start with Jonah Holtberg from College of Idaho absolutely incredible player and and he does not get the recognition that he deserves he is fantastic nick siemens from lc is having a fantastic year he's a really good ball player matthew ortiz from oregon institute of technology and uh sean hepner from the university of british columbia canada's team how the nai ball team picked him out here is going to be as follows connor really likes oregon tech and his dark horse is college of idaho uh, Taylor pick is OIT and the Dark Horse LC. Folks, I've said it several times all year. Maybe I haven't said it enough, but I've said it several times until LC, you know, is is uh, not in the bracket. I have to pick them. I think that they are way too talented. And I think at a lot of turns, they keep kind of surprising me uh, with some of these results. But I think that they're way too talented of a ball club. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. I'm going to take LC in this one. Uh, and I think Oregon Tech is is the, the next team to watch here and and you know that's something that I think that just the overall talent of LC is really good I've actually uh, kept up with a bunch of their games this year because I wanted to see what exactly is going on I feel like the pitching's not not all all there yet and maybe they're they just either a haven't put it figured it out yet and put it together and it's kind of late in the season for that or b they're just 
waiting it out. You know, they're they're in. They're in. They're into the opening round. It'll be interesting to see how that stacks up because right now they're not a one seed. So it'll be interesting to see how all of that stacks up. But I, I just think that there's way too much talent on that LC roster to not dominate this conference and, and not be really good. So it'll be really interesting to see how, how all of that uh, kind of shapes out for the Cascade Conference. Moving on to the Chicagoland Athletic Conference from Joliet, Illinois, May 4th through 9th. The number one overall seed is the University of St. Francis. The number two seed is St. Ambrose. The three seed is St. Xavier. The four seed, Trinity Christian. The five seed, IU South Bend. Six seed is Olivet Nazarene. Seven, Roosevelt. And eight is Calumet. Some names to watch in this one. Obviously, Eric Maffey from USF. Absolutely incredible player. Taylor Stieg from Olivet Nazarene. Cooper Huckabone from St. Ambrose. Robbie Berger from South Bend. And Nick Saldias from St. Xavier. So those are the guys to watch. I am going to pick first in this one. Uh, I think in the CCAC, the easy choice here is St. Francis. Uh, I think that this is one of the few conferences that can go either way. Uh, I, I want to take St. Francis in this one. I'm kind of, something is telling me St. Ambrose and that, and really it's at this point in this league, folks, it is a 100% of a toss up because I could see Calumet winning this. I could see Roosevelt winning this. I could see all of it. Nazarene winning this. I could see South Bend, Trinity Christian, SXU. St. Ambrose, USF, all of them have a case to win this. All of them were within one and a half games of each other. They were all there. Uh, but I am just kind of going to go with USF, to, or excuse me, for St. Ambrose. Both Connor and Taylor are going to take USF as their champion. Uh, Taylor's got St. X as his dark horse, and so does Connor. And I like that pick as St. X being the dark horse. I'm also not going to count out uh, IU South Bend or Olivet Nazarene here either. Really quickly on this one, the CAC, the Continental Conference, is in Lawrenceville, Georgia, May 6th through the 8th. It is Georgia Gwinnett, Fisher, Florida National, Iowa Wesleyan. Uh, I did do some teams to watch in this one. AJ uh, Zipkowski from GGC, uh, Ivanuel Hernandez from Fisher, Julian Figueroa from Iowa Wesleyan, and Roberto Fernandez from Florida National. I think all three of us here have picked Georgia Gwinnett. The second team, any one of those three teams could really win it. Uh, but GGC, the one the one seed here. Fisher in the past has been the team. Iowa Wesleyan's been playing better baseball as of late. Florida National is a team that's that's brand new on the scene here. Uh, would not surprise me, though, if Fisher gets that done. And we'll see what happens there in that one. Moving on to the Crossroads League. Here from Huntington, Indiana, May 3rd through 8th. The number one overall seed is Taylor. The two seed is Huntington. Three seed is Indiana Wesleyan. Four is St. Francis, Indiana. Five, Mount Vernon, Nazarene. Six is Spring Arbor. Seven is Grace. And eight is Bethel. The players you need to keep an eye on here are Langston Ginder from Huntington. Lucas Gooden from Indiana Wesleyan. TJ Bass from Taylor. Cruz McFadden from Mount Vernon, Nazarene. And Frank Plesak from Bethel. That guy definitely does not get everything he deserves. Frank Plesak from Bethel has been really, really good this year and had a great year in the crossroads league taking a look at who we are selecting here in the crossroads uh connor is going to take taylor and his dark horse is indiana wesleyan i'm actually going to agree with him my team here is taylor my dark horse is also going to be indiana wesleyan and taylor is going to see things as huntington winning taylor thomas has huntington winning and uh indiana wesleyan as the crossroads dark 
horse. We move on to the GSAC. The GSAC is going on right here, right now. The Masters already defeated Arizona Christian when we are recording this show. There are other games going on. I don't have the scoreboard pulled up as I'm trying to minimize how many screens are open while I'm recording so I can make sure this is recording. Uh, but Westmont is the number one overall seed in this tournament. Hope International is the two. Vanguard, the three. The Masters, the four. And Arizona Christian is the five. Some players to watch in this one include Evan Banks from the Masters, Max Jung Goldberg from Hope International, Hector Garcia as well from Hope International, Dylan McDonald from uh, Vanguard, and then Brian Peck from Westmont as well. Uh, Taylor here, we'll start with him. He chooses Hope as his champion and Vanguard as his dark horse. Connor Darnell takes uh, Westmont as his champion and his dark horse is Arizona Christian. I am going to take Hope as the champion and uh, the Masters is my dark horse here. Hope, I, I know they didn't win the regular season. I absolutely think that they are a one seed. Last year, I will be the first one to tell you and I know that they know it. I was not bought in on them. I did not think that they were that they were what they are now. I think that they are much better right now than they were last year. Uh, I think that this year they have the depth, especially the pitching depth that and, and the experience that is going to help them in the long run. I think hope is is going to be something to to really watch. You're talking about a conference that that gets teams to Lewiston, yes, but you know has a lot of success on the West Coast, uh, but on a national scale. Really, the success has not been there. You're talking about one win in in the tournament since 2017 in in Lewiston. Uh, it's really, really you know interesting to watch, and I think Hope is a team that could kind of change that perception of of what the GSAC has been on a national scale over the last couple of years. We move on to the GPAC, and there are going to be some host sites in the GPAC May 4th through the 9th. We're not going to get into all the host sites and who's doing what, who's going where. Doan is the one seed, Concordia, Nebraska, the two, Morningside, three, Mount Marty, four, Jamestown, five, Midland, six, Northwestern Iowa, seven, and Briarcliff, eight in this GPAC tournament. When it comes down to it, some of the players to watch from the GPAC, Joey Grabanski from Concordia, Nebraska, Lucas White from Doan, Billy Hancock from Mount Marty, uh, Jason Willers from Morningside, Caden uh, Crawford from Doan and Luke Zimmer from Jamestown in that one there. Those are some of the guys to, that you need to be watching uh, just overall. When we started off here and we take a look at the G-Pack, I think Connor Darnell is going to select Concordia. His dark horse is going to be Morningside. Uh, for me, or actually, let's go to Taylor. Taylor is going to take Doan and his dark horse is going to be Morningside. I'm going to take Doan as well. Uh, you know, I, I I really like both Doan and Concordia. Both of those teams, in my opinion, are are in. When we're talking about Morningside, I think that they need to go out there. They're the dark horse. Uh, we'll all agree on that. This is I don't think this is an overall four-bid conference. I just don't see that happening. I don't see there being enough at-large bids to where you're going to take a team from the G-Pack over, uh, you know... I'm trying to think of how to say this without getting hate mail. But, I'm, you know, a team from the G-Pack, when it comes down to it, that 15th at-large bid, that team from the G-Pack in like a Mount Marty or a Morningside, even if it's not a three-bid league by some weird chance, which I think it is a three-bid league, but that team from the G-Pack is going to need 
things to go chalk. The more Cinderella stories there are, the more that that shrinks, especially with how many teams we've seen that are in one bid leagues that get uh, to host. And if those teams don't win that automatic qualifier, automatically that at large pool, that at large pool just absolutely automatically shrinks. So if you're a GPAC team and you're trying for that three, four bid league, are you going to get in above a Sun Conference team? It depends on which Sun Conference team. Because right now, Ave Maria and Weber International, they're probably going to get in. You got to, you know, doesn't you want one of those three teams to win? Ave, Weber, uh, Southeastern, Southern States. You want William Carey to win, or else there goes an at-large bid. There's a ton of different possibilities that that could happen with that conference. That conference has been the second best conference in the nation. The highlight team in that conference has not been, you know, they've been playing 500 ball pretty much. It's going to be really interesting to see what happens there. If you're a GPAC fan, you really, really, really got to root for chalk uh, to try to get some more teams in. Taking a look at the Gulf Coast Athletic Conference, their tournament is done. Congratulations to Dillard. They win the first GCAC tournament since 2017, defeating Rust by a score of 8-3. They had to defeat Rust twice in that tournament, and they get both there. Moving on to the heart, Central Methodist is the one seed, Clark is the two, Grand, uh, Grandview is the three, Baker four, Mid-America Nazarene five, Mount Mercy six, William Penn seven, and Benedictine is the eight seed. Some names and players to watch from the heart include Abraham Arroyo from William Penn, Alan West from Central Methodist, Noah Castillo from MNU. Hunter Moffitt from Benedictine, Johnny Blake from Clark, Quentin Graham from Baker, and Brooke Heinen from Grandview. Taking a look at who picked who in this one here, uh, we'll start with Taylor Thomas. Taylor Thomas in the heart takes Central Methodist and Grandview as his dark horse in that one there. Uh, Connor Darnell takes Central Methodist and Baker as his dark horse. So the way that this one works is there are uh, two teams that get into this tournament from this conference, and both of these teams are going to come from the tournament champion and the tournament runner-up. Uh, just kind of looking at where we're at right now with this conference, Central Methodist to me is the one, and I I, I want to say Clark. I think that them missing out has you know is going to add a little fuel to their fire. I thought it would during the regular season. They've been kind of up and down. I keep hearing Clark will be back. Clark will be back in my in my you know uh, Twitter notifications. We have yet to see it. I'm hoping we see it here. I think Clark is that second team, but if not, Grandview has had an incredible season and what they have done. If they could get to the national tournament and what they have done with a first year head coach would be absolutely incredible and and would definitely garner uh, postseason consideration. You know down, down the road postseason award consideration down the road for that as well we move on here to the kcac in this 16 tournament which is going to take place on the third through the sixth uh from great bend kansas kansas wesleyan is the one seed mcpherson is the two Tabor the three ottawa the four oklahoma wesleyan the five and friends is the six seed in this tournament some of these players to watch here are going to include 
uh, Jarrett Gable from Kansas Wesleyan, Antonio Fernandez from McPherson, Kendall Foster from Kansas Wesleyan, Jackie Jimenez from Tabor, Tyler Bryant from Ottawa. And I wanted to give a shout out to this guy. He's injured, but he's been, he was legit and he was on pace to have just an incredible year, but shout out to Kellen brothers from Oklahoma Wesleyan. I'm, I'm, you know, wish that he was continuing on with the year. Unfortunately, that that's not the case. Uh, taking a look at who Connor picked in the KCAC, he takes McPherson and his dark horse is Oklahoma Wesleyan. Taylor Thomas takes Kansas Wesleyan and his dark horse is Ottawa. I am going to take McPherson. Uh, I think Kansas Wesleyan's already in. They're good to go. McPherson is the team that I'm I'm going to take. And then my, my dark horse here is actually going to be uh, Tabor in this one. How they qualify... The tournament winner or the tournament runner-up. It's the runner-up if Kansas Wesleyan is the tournament champion will qualify as well in this conference. We move on to the Mid-South Conference, which is going to take place in Bowling Green, Kentucky. And here are the six teams who have qualified for the Mid-South double elimination bracket. The University of Cumberland's in Kentucky. Uh, Cumberland University in Tennessee. Freed Hardeman, Thomas Moore, Georgetown, and Pikeville. Players to watch in this tournament include, of course, Cole Turney from Cumberland in Tennessee, Max Harper from the University of the Cumberlands in Kentucky, Will McCall from Freed Hardeman, Michael Grogan from Thomas Moore, Tyler Maynard from Pikeville, and Hank Schindler from Georgetown. Uh, this one can go a lot of different ways. This is a... Uh, tournament champion and tournament runner-up getting these bids here. And I want to tell you for myself that it's just going to be UC and CU interchange them. I think those are the two teams that are that are going to be the teams to beat in this tournament. Those are the two teams I'm going to go with. Connor goes with the same thing uh, in this one. Excuse me, Connor Darnell takes Cumberland's Kentucky as his tournament champion and his runner-up is Freed Hardeman. Taylor Thomas takes a UC and CU in this tournament here in the Mid-South. The NSAA is going to happen from Dickinson State in Dickinson, North Dakota, May 5th through the 8th, and Bellevue is the number one seed here after winning it over Dakota State, who is the two seed this past weekend. The three seed is Waldorf. The four seed is Mayville State. Five seed is Dickinson State. Six seed, Viterbo. Seven seed is Valley City State. And the eight seed is Presentation. Some players to watch here include Jake Lacey from Bellevue, Kanta Kobayashi from Bellevue, Ballas Buckmaster from Dickinson State, Davis Churchman from Waldorf, and J.D. Kirchner from Dakota State. The way that this one shakes out, it is a one-bid league, and uh, Connor Darnell is going to take Bellevue. His dark horse is Dakota State in that one. Uh, Taylor has the same thing, and I have the same thing. Bellevue, Dakota State. Uh, I think Dakota State has the opportunity to beat Bellevue, but it's going to be really tough. Bellevue, I think, is is really the best team in that conference. The Red River Athletic Conference will have their tournament, which will take place in Sterlington, Louisiana, from May 5th through the 8th. The one seed and already qualified for the national tournament is going to be uh, LSU Shreveport. The two seed is Louisiana Christian. The three seed is Our Lady of the Lake. The four seed is LSU Alexandria. The five seed is Texas A&M, Texarkana. The six seed is UHV. The seven seed is Jarvis. And the eight seed is USW. Before we get going, all of our thoughts and prayers here at NAI Ball go out 
to Coach Jones as well as to the entire Texas A&M University, Texarkana baseball team, athletics department, and the player who was shot this past weekend by a stray bullet uh, due to a, a conflict in a neighbor, you know, a, a neighborhood behind the field. Just an absolutely terrible scene and and terrible thought. And then even more so, you know, you have uh, UHV, who their head coach is a, is a former Texarkana guy. You know, it's just a really, really, really terrible situation. We are praying for that community. We are praying for that team. And we hope that that player who is in stable condition continues to trend in the up and up. And all of us here at NAI Ball are thinking of y'all and are praying for y'all and are rooting for y'all to do well and continue to play well uh, moving into the, to the you know, conference tournament time. Just that's hard to do, hard to get over, hard to continue to play with. And, and credit to y'all for, for continuing to move forward. And we are thinking of you. And we ask that everybody on this podcast and who listens to this podcast, please pray for Texas A&M University, Texarkana, their program, and all of their community. Some players to watch in this tournament are going to be Ryan Major from LSUS, Jackson Kaliski from Our Lady of Lake, Drake Angeron from Louisiana, Christian Jordan Ardwan from LSUA, Bobby Vath from LSUS, and Gavin Van Grogan, uh, Grongen, excuse me, from USW. And if I get any of these names wrong, I should have said it earlier, but I'm sorry. We're just taking these straight from the sites. Uh, here, I think LSUS is the clear favorite uh, in, in this. I think that they're going to win the conference tournament as well. I think they're just head and shoulders above everybody. Uh, Connor's got his dark horse as LSUA. Uh, Taylor Thomas has his dark horse as Our Lady Lake. I actually like Louisiana Christian to make the NAI tournament for the first time ever and and get into that. So uh, we've got three different dark horses in, in potential either champion or runner-up possibilities in that conference. The River States conference is about to happen, and the River States conference goes to the uh, regular season champion, which is Midway, and the tournament champion or runner-up should Midway win that conference as well. So congratulations to Midway, who is already uh, advanced. Some of the players to watch in this are going to be Trevor Campbell from IUS, Jared Campbell from Point Park, A.J. Thomas from the University of Rio Grande, uh, Cameron Nichols from Midway, and Lucas Letzinger from Indiana Kokomo. The teams in this tournament are going to include Midway, Point Park, IUS, IUK, URG in Oakland City. So Midway is the one, Point Park is the two, Indiana Southeast the three, Indiana Kokomo the four, Rio Grande the five, or where I'm from, Rio Grande is the five seed. Uh, they think we say it wrong, I think they say it wrong, but it's my show, so Rio Grande is the five seed. I'll get some mail about that. And the six seed is Oakland City. In this one, Connor, Darnell, or actually we're going to start with Taylor Thomas in this one, took Point Park as the champion. The dark horse is going to be IUS. Connor, Darnell also took Point Park in the dark horse as IUS. I'm going to go the opposite. IUS, I think a lot of people were expecting some really big things from them this year. They battled their way back. They've looked better at the end of the year. IUS, I think, is going to win this tournament, and Point Park is going to finish second, and it'll be up to the committee and, and Point Park needing things to go chalk. But I think IUS wins this. Point Park comes in second there. The Sooner Athletic Conference Tournament. Again, another conference that's been really interesting to watch this year. That's been really good. That's one bid. This is how this conference is going to shake out here. And it is going to be 
at Oklahoma City in Jim Wade Stadium. Texas Wesleyan is the one seed. The eight seed is Oklahoma Panhandle State. The three seed is Oklahoma City. And the five seed is Sagu. At USAO, the two seed is USAO. The seven seed is Southwest Christian. The four seed is MACU. And the six seed is Wayland Baptist. Some players to watch in the in this tournament here from the uh, Sooner Athletic Conference is Grayson Barrett from Texas Wesleyan, George Gomez from uh, SCU, Samuel Fabian from Wayland Baptist, Michael Watson from SAGU, Eli Davis from OCU, Gage Gaunt from USAO, and Isaac Baez from M- uh, from Mid-America Christian there. Connor Darnell in this one is uh, kind of paid, and, and when I say kind of paid, I mean he is paid by USAO to say uh, USAO all the way, baby, woo, go Drovers. Those are his exact words and written there. So, uh, you know, <laughs> Mike Ross uh, can can see that uh, Connor is rooting for who signs his checks. Uh, his dark horse is Oklahoma City. Taylor Thomas picks Texas Wesleyan to win the Sooner Athletic Conference Championship. His dark horse is Sagu. I'm going to go with USAO as uh, the potential team here to to do this uh i could see texas wesleyan i could see usao i could see both of them meeting in the final uh i could also see potentially sagu as a way back dark horse they're gonna need watson to pitch really well and they're gonna need some other guys to step up as well they look like a team that uh was vying for an at-large bid and right now they're on the outside looking in in my opinion um i'm not perfect at this every year in playing who's in who's out but i'm i'm usually one off most years uh, including the last three. So, you know, Sagu's going to need some help. I think Texas Wesleyan and USAO are the two teams coming out of this uh, conference. Can they get a third? Potentially, maybe. It's going to be really just uh, something to watch down the road. It'll, it'll be interesting to see. The Southern States Athletic Conference is having their conference tournament, and it is going to take place at Milton Wheeler Field in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, William Carey is the one, Talladega the two, congrats to Talladega on that, Mobile the three, Middle Georgia the four, they are on fire lately, Loyola the five, Faulkner the six, seventh is Bruton Parker, and eight is Blue Mountain, some players to watch here in this conference tournament include RJ Stinson from William Carey, Jacob Pierce from Middle Georgia, Trevor Andrews from Mobile, Stephen Still from Loyola, Miguel Oropeza from Talladega, Ty Cook from Bruton Parker, Riley Tate from Blue Mountain, and Jose Vargas from Faulkner. In this one, how they are picking it, Connor is going to take William Harry, <laughs> William Carey, and his dark horse is going to be Loyola. Can you tell I've been talking to myself way too long on this show already? Uh, Taylor Thomas is going to surprisingly take po- uh, Mobile as his champ, and his dark horse is going to be Loyola. I'm going to take William Carey and and... Really, they're playing lights-out baseball right now. I think that they're playing really good. There are so many teams in this conference that would surprise me, that would not surprise me as a dark horse. You cannot count out Faulkner. I won't. I refuse to do it until I, I see them not in an opening round. Talladega's been incredible. They are really good. Mobile, while their pitching has been up and down, their offense is legit. Middle Georgia has come on as of late and playing really good baseball. Loyola has a team that I think when they click, they are one of the best teams in the nation. You know, they are certainly in the top 15. I would be surprised if something happens there. So I think there's so many different ways that you can go, but I think William Carey is the seed 
is the as one seed is the team that's going to win this tournament. I think they're just playing really good baseball right now, and they'll hold on to things. In the Sun Conference, from the wonderful ballpark of the Palm Beaches, which is home to the two-time defending world champion Houston Astros. I mean, what what can you want more than that? You get to play in the same place that Jose Altuve, your Don Alvarez, you know, uh, Jeremy Pena, Alex Bregman, Hector Neris, Hunter Brown. I mean, just Framber Valdez, Jose Urquidy, Christian Javier. I mean, to play in a place where literal champions play for a month a year is is just absolutely incredible. And from West Palm Beach, Florida, you know, where the uh, world cha- defending world champion Houston Astros take their spring training and have their uh, Florida League team as well is just absolutely incredible. So good on the Sun Conference for that. The number one seed is Southeastern. The two is Ave Maria. The three is Weber International. The four is St. Thomas. Five, Kaiser. Six is Florida Memorial. Seven is Thomas. And eight is Warner. The teams and players to watch here include Gary Laura from Southeastern, Isaac Nunez from Southeastern, Rob Adams from Southeastern, Chase Bryant from Southeastern, uh, David Leonardi from Ave Maria, Matthew DeLay Jr. from Thomas, Angel Diaz from Weber International, Max Sharnin from Flomo, Danny Galvan from Kaiser, and Logan Hewitt from Warner. And the way that they are picking this one out is, is just one champion, Taylor Thomas, is going with Southeastern. His dark horse is Weber International. Uh, Connor is doing the same thing. I'm going to join them, Southeastern, Weber International. Uh, but I think Southeastern, even if they don't win the tournament, obviously they're in, folks. So uh, you kind of have to hope that they win the tournament there. Because uh, I, I see this for sure. The Sun Conference, uh, St. Thomas had kind of a weird year. But I see this for sure as a three-bid league. Moving on to the WAC and the way that their tournament is set up. At Madonna, it'll be the number two seed, Madonna, the number three seed, Uno, and the four seed, Aquinas. At Concordia, Ann Arbor will be the number one seed, CUAA uh, team, and then the number five seed, Indiana Tech. And then for six seed, for the six seed, it is going to be between uh, Lawrence Tech and Cleary. They will finish a suspended game tomorrow, so literally on Tuesday. This is being recorded on Monday. This podcast will be out to you hopefully by the time they get underway and uh, that'll be something to watch. So we included both of them in here, giving them shout-outs here. Jordan Sherman from CUAA is a player to watch. Jace Matkin from Madonna. Grant Martin from Aquinas. Jacob uh, Laneza from Lawrence Tech. Ronald uh, Rolando, excuse me, uh, Heredia Bustos from Uno. Colin Brazil from Cleary. And Tyler Stahl from Indiana Tech. So last conference, here's how we went uh, in the WAC. Connor took CUAA, and his dark horse is Uno, Taylor Thomas takes CUAA. His dark horse is Uno. I'm going to take, actually, Uno and my dark horse is Madonna. I think CUAA is in. Good for them. Get ready for the national tournament and and kind of, you know, uh, rest and relax a little bit. You're you're in uh, for the first time in school history, and I think that means means a lot to that program, and I would, I would be gearing up everything I got for that one. And that's just kind of the way that... Um, that I would go about it. So that'll do it for us here, folks. I've been talking for 45 minutes, almost all by myself. Uh, and so I am looking to take a big old break here. I've had one sip of Sprite during this whole thing. And, uh, this has been exceedingly difficult. I'm starting to wish that we would have gotten 
all of uh, Connor and Taylor together on this one. And we will have them together for the opening round tournament, which we will do uh, before the opening round happens. We are excited for the postseason. We're excited that you're here with us for the postseason. Of course, I'm going to ask you to continue to pray uh, for the Butler family, for Cody, and for his parents and all the people that knew him. This is... um, this was his favorite time of the year, and, and I hate doing this alone. I hate doing this without him, and I, I don't like doing this show without him. It, it doesn't feel right to me, and so uh, I, I miss him greatly, especially this time of the year because this was our favorite time together um, outside of college football and high school football season, of course, and, and um, we're excited for the postseason. We thank you for trusting us with your coverage as we continue to grow and continue to try to make an AI ball the best possible thing for you so that'll do it for us it has been 45 minutes now according to this timer i'm going to cut this show down of course but i'm going to get to it and watch the astros y'all have a great day and even better tomorrow all of your new stat scores information always at nai ball i'm your host robbie gutierrez at rob g1063 we'll talk to you soon have a great night